what can we look forward to in 2017? Well, as we look at the year in review, we're going to see that God has been and will be our strength. And so it's kind of typical at, at a New Year's time to kind of look back to see what things are like and maybe look forward. So let's do that very same thing, but this time looking at it from the perspective of the church year. And the church year starts with the season of Advent. Advent is a time when we remember God's promises. Let me ask the sound room, can you advance the slide? It seems to have stuck. Thank you. It's a time when we recall God's promises to save us and to bless us. Now, as we start a new year, there probably wasn't too much in the news that you heard about already today. Oh, a few things. The football coach maybe is going to get fired this afternoon. But generally, there isn't too much that we have heard already. But we have certain expectations, certain assumptions, maybe even some some hopes and some fears. We use the phrase, let's ring out the old and, and bring in the new, but if you think about it, really, how much new is there in the coming year? It's going to be a lot of the same things, perhaps, that we've experienced before. But here is something that isn't going to change. God's word to us. God's promise. Already thousands of years ago, God made that promise that he would save us and bless us. The prophet Isaiah used these words to remind us of the certainty of God's word. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all people will see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice cries, says, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? All people are like grass, and all their faithfulness is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. Advent reminds us God keeps his word. The season of Advent leads us up to, of course, the season of Christmas in which we are reminded that the Savior did come and came with a promise that the angels declared, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Peace. It certainly doesn't seem to be there in our world, is it? When we hear of the acts of terrorism and how we live with a little bit of fear of that and always are looking over our shoulder... Even this morning, another act of terrorism reported in a Middle East country. And then we hear of the wars going on. Really? Peace on earth? If that's what Jesus came to bring, it seems that it failed. But the angel's proclamation is true. 
Jesus told us that the peace he brings is not the peace that the world brings. The peace he brings is real, and it is in our lives. It's a peace that we have with God because of his favor. It's a peace we know then that God extends to us and acts with it to bless us. So we need not fear when there are bad things that happen because God is still at peace with us and he is there to bless us. And so throughout the church year then, it really is a message of peace. It's not just an angel song at Christmas. It's not just a greeting on a Christmas card. The peace that we have with God is real, it's permanent, and it's pervasive. It goes into every aspect of our life. Uncertain? Just be reminded, it's because of God's favor on us. A new year and people are looking for some change. A new year and people are looking to see what our leaders will do. Eyes are on Washington as a new president comes to office and new leaders in Congress. What will the year bring? What will things be like? And for you and I, our eyes are fixed on this newborn, Jesus. Our eyes are fixed on the Son of God. So while other people may focus their attention on what human beings can do, we will focus our attention, that is, our eyes and our ears, our mind and our heart, on what Jesus does for us. The words of the prophet Isaiah again speak to that. He says, See, the sovereign Lord comes with power, and he rules with a mighty arm. See, his reward is with him, and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. Oh, I'm sure that our leaders will be able to fix some of the things that concern us. But there's always new things that pop up. Always new challenges that will present themselves. And we will see just how limited human beings are to make things better. But when we look at Jesus and see what he can do for us, we will see unlimited power. We will know his presence in every step of our life, and we will see a compassionate and caring heart. What humans do, very limited. But with God, it's unlimited. The scriptures tell us that he can do immeasurably more than we can ever ask or imagine. Now, Christmas is a very joyous time of the year. But let's not lose the joy as we move into the season of Epiphany and see the works and hear the words of the Son of God and know what he can do for us. After we see all that Jesus has done for us, it certainly sounds like everything should be just fine. 
And yet, when we listen to the news, we hear about crime, we hear so much trouble going on in the world, we hear of dishonesty, people's pride and egotism. What we call news, we could just say, well, here's the the bad news report, because it seems that there is nothing but bad news. And that's the human condition. That's our condition. We could put our name into those bad news reports, too, because of what we do. But God lets us hear and see the good news in the season of Lent and Holy Week. News of comfort. Isaiah spoke of it when he said, Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, and that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. While we hear and see the bad news, God tells us that there is good news. He gives us a life sentence. Not a life sentence of condemnation, but a life sentence that means eternal life. He gives us a message that, has tell, that tells us there's a double cure for our sins, forgiveness and salvation. During the season of Lent, we witness the greatest act of love that the world has ever seen, where God gives up his life for the people. Isaiah pictured that in a very familiar chapter later on when he pictured the Savior as a Passover lamb that's being led to slaughter. Here was the lamb that would take away the sins of the world. Not an animal, but a person. God himself. That very truth, that comfort, that good news was then depicted in the Passover meal, which pointed people ahead to the sacrifice that would be made to set them free from their bondage to sin and death. And then our Lord Jesus comes to be that lamb. And then the Lord Jesus starts a new meal for us that we call the Lord's Supper, Holy Communion, in which he takes his actual body and blood and puts it into the bread and wine that we take so that you and I would then have the actual price that was paid for our ransom from sin and death. It's the greatest act of love. God assures us that we're redeemed. God assures us we're forgiven. You know, there's no greater comfort or assurance than when you have the real thing. And that's what God gives us in communion. The real thing the sacrifice of the Lamb. Now, we often connect communion with the the sacrifice of Christ on the cross. But indeed, there's a connection to the next great part of the church here, the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus referred to himself as the bread of life, the living bread. And indeed, that's what we just received. 
bread that gives us life because it gives us Jesus. The Apostle Paul expressed this truth. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. What an amazing truth that is. Christ is alive. He has conquered death. And for you and me, there is no greater assurance and comfort, nothing that can give us strength more than the resurrection of Jesus. We refer to it as, as the cornerstone of the Christian faith. For without that truth, everything else about our faith crumbles. Some refer to it as the capstone, that, that stone in an arch that holds all together. But indeed, it's even more than that. To me, it's, it's like a mountaintop experience. You know, when you're on a mountaintop, you can look around and see everything. That's kind of what we do at the start of a new year, too, isn't it? We, we, we look back and we look forward. We can do so with the strength that Christ gives us through his resurrection. We can look back, and though we may see things that were sad or troubling, yes, even the death of loved ones, we know that Christ has conquered evil and death, and they live. And so we can look forward, too, with that same confidence that because Christ lives, you and I will live, too. And so we are reminded of these words from the Apostle John. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and has made us to be a kingdom and priests to serve his God and Father. To him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Jesus lives to help. Well, what will come in the year 2017? Lots of changes, some improvements, or Maybe things will get worse. Someone asked me the other day, what do you think is going to happen in 2017? And my answer was simply this, Jesus will reign. Toward the end of the festival part of the Christian church here, we celebrate the ascension of our Lord, reminding ourselves that he is enthroned above. And it's an encouragement to us to know then that Whatever mankind will do, it's only done under the authority of Christ. And whatever happens, it will only be according to his will. And that will is always to bless us. The Apostle Paul reminds us of the ascension and the enthronement and the rule of Jesus with these words. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything 
in every way. What will 2017 bring? Strength from the Lord, because God reigns. We may wonder what kind of changes will happen in 2017. And there will be change, even a change in us. When Jesus left to return to heaven, he said, I will not leave you as orphans. He promised to send the Holy Spirit, and he did. And that spirit works in us. Through God's word and through his sacraments, that spirit produces a change in us. He changes us from being children of the world to being children of the light, children of God. But you and I know well we struggle, that we have a sin nature that presents itself every day. And so we need that spirit. We need that spirit to change us, to make our spirit and our will cooperative with his will. So that, as Paul says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. So with God's spirit working in our lives, let's not just make this a, a new year, but let's make it a year of change in us to be people who live shining the light of Christ. The close of a year, the start of another year, we not just look back, we look forward. And the Christian church here also does that, ending, giving us hope, pointing us forward to that promise, that fulfillment of the promise of eternal life. Sometimes waiting can be hard. Sometimes waiting is long. But when you know you're waiting for something good and you trust it, the waiting is joyous. And so we look forward, not just to another new year here, but the fulfillment of God's great promise. And with that looking forward, we persevere. So it is that the promise of God to be with us is what will strengthen us in this new year. And with Peter, we are reminded of this. Do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. May God strengthen us with his word to give us the assurance and hope in his promises. God will strengthen us. Amen.